This video is inspired by a piece from Serena Williams. I'm sure most of you at this point have heard the term financial abuse before, as it's a stunning example of a complete lack of self-awareness on the part of any woman who promotes it. Financial abuse is defined as an abuser taking control of finances to prevent the other person from leaving to maintain power in a relationship. We know what the woke feminists are trying to do here. Women own the sexual marketplace and men own the finances. In this case, the feminists are just doing what they always do. They take a ridiculous outlier of some women being abused and then liken it to be the exact same thing when any man takes financial control over the relationship. You give your wife a credit card with a $2,000 limit? That's abuse because the limit should be whatever she wants. She wastes your hard-earned money on nonsense, so you ask for the receipts? Well, you might as well be a rapist. That's the game they play to further ensure that men have zero power in any relationship. But that's not the extreme irony here, which is probably very obvious to MGTOW. Women financially abuse men all the time. For the purposes of this video, I'm going to expand a little bit on the definition that CBS gave because I don't think their definition is quite fair. Because when you abuse somebody, it doesn't just count only if the abuse doesn't allow you to leave the relationship. Abuse is abuse. If someone hits you, they're still abusing you whether that attack allows you to leave the relationship or not. It's still abuse even if you're not in a relationship. So with that said, how many of you guys have been on a date where a woman pretended to be sexually interested in you so she could get a free meal, so she could get concert tickets, so she could get a vacation, or anything else? How many of you have loaned women money because she promised you she would pay you back and then she didn't? You don't even have to be in a relationship for women to financially abuse you. But when it comes to a relationship, what about all those women displaying to other women how whipped they have their man by showing out those expensive purses and ugly long fingernails that say she doesn't have to work. That's her bragging and saying, my man is such a financial slave that I can force him to work long hours to buy me expensive, useless shit. Then of course, after he works his ass off to buy her that useless shit, she will verbally abuse him by complaining that he is never home. Now, what about the big elephant in the room? What about the problem that has men so afraid of the consequences that they will stay in relationships with terribly abusive partners? Alimony, child support, and getting half of your stuff are all forms of financial abuse levied on men. You want to talk about women who are afraid of leaving relationships? What about men who call the police because they're being abused by their wives and then get arrested because the police believe that women don't have the ability to abuse men? What about men who are afraid of leaving those relationships because if he does, his ex will use the courts to financially own him? Strange that they didn't mention that anywhere in the news report about financial abuse. And the lack of self-awareness continues as Serena Williams promotes this nonsense when she is an abuser herself. Remember this? Violation, verbal abuse, gang penalty, Mrs. Williams. 
I remembered it. It was barely even a year ago. Now, in the Katie Hill video, I said that when women do something wrong, they will often deflect by saying, well, he did it too. Serena is another example of a liar doing that. I did something bad. Well, men do way worse. And you're only taking a point from me because I'm a woman. Well, she was playing another woman, so I don't know how that's true. But let's say this. So if a man owns two slaves, it's okay for Serena to own one slave because it's less than what the man owns. Or are both of them doing something immoral? And speaking of, it turns out that she was totally full of shit and her coach admitted that she was cheating. That didn't stop her from attacking the umpire though. This CBS interview is just the latest piece of propaganda to make everyone believe that men are heartless abusers while women are just perfect angels. Look at what Serena has to say in this clip. How important is that when you think about your own family, when you think about your role as a mother, and putting your voice behind a cause like this? I feel like a responsibility to make um, people know more about things like financial abuse and how to avoid it. Like, I want to teach my daughter everything about it. And if I have more kids and if I happen to have a boy, I want to teach him about it. So he is not a part of the problem and only adds to the solutions. I'm going to treat my daughter as a victim and my future son as a perpetrator. Not only is that completely sexist, but doesn't that stand counter to what feminists have been saying for the past 50 years? I thought women could be the breadwinners, so shouldn't you teach your future son how to defend himself against financial abuse from an empowered woman, or are you going to treat him like he's guilty just for being born a male? I'm sure that won't have any negative impact on his development. But that's just it. Feminists and the mainstream media seem to always want to sweep under the rug how completely abusive women can be. And I'm not just talking about verbal abuse or mind games. Take a look at this. Uh, I knew that we were having financial trouble, and I must have been 14 at the time. I was in a French club, and we were going to some sort of winery for like a, a day trip. Um, but it was like 25 bucks is what you needed to have to go. You had to have a permission slip signed, and I knew mom didn't have very much money. So as we approached the school for me to be dropped off, she sees that bus and sees kids from my class getting on, and she goes, oh, is there a field trip today? I said, yeah, but I'm not going. I'm just staying at the library with the other kids that can't afford to go. And she lost her mind, uh, and she began to whip the car around and start driving to a bank. She's like, now I'm going to be late for work. And she begins to, while driving her car, speeding down the road, clawing at my face. And I remember she caught my left eye just briefly, scratching the cornea a tiny little bit. Um, and I, my brain just took over. Uh, that PTSD, that fight or flight just took over. And we were doing 30 miles an hour, but I just opened the door to the car, and I got out. And I hit the ground and I rolled and I scratched up my stomach and I scratched up my face a little bit and I scratched up my arms and legs and my principal and my teacher and all the kids in my class saw that happen and nothing really came of it. I never understood that. That did force the school into putting us into therapy though. Um, but I covered for my mom, which is what I always did because I was very, very scared of her. Um, I remember before walking in to see the therapist, I asked her, what do you want me to tell this therapist? And she goes, I want you to tell her the truth. And I said that you hit me and I don't, why would I tell her that? And she's like, no, you tell her that you're a piece of garbage. You tell her that you're a piece of shit. You're the worst thing that ever happened to me. But let me tell you, whatever you tell her, if she tries to take you out of this home, I will kill you and I will kill myself. So I, I did the smart thing. I went in and I lied 
because I knew mom was serious. This is a woman who had attempted suicide several times. This is a woman who'd nearly killed me and my brother and my sister several times. She was crazy. Let's talk about female nature a little so you can understand why his mother did what she did. Boogie298, the guy in the video, told his mother that he was going to sit in the library because he was too poor to go on the field trip. If he did that, everybody would find out that she is poor and can't provide for her son, which makes her look bad. Because she's afraid of being socially shamed, she runs to go get the money for the field trip and then beats her son for daring to let people know that she was poor. And then afterwards, does worse by threatening to kill him. Quite a number of women are capable of doing this. When it's a child who is smaller than her, she can just go to town on that child. When it's a man who is bigger than her, then she'll just use a weapon. Weapons allow equalizing force, so with that in mind, it shouldn't be much of a surprise when studies like this, with a pretty high population test group, find that women were actually more abusive than men. But if women can be found to be more abusive than men, then why do we never hear about it? Maybe it has something to do with this. A 2009 study looked into the kind of responses that men get when they call domestic violence hotlines because they're being abused by their female partners. Here are some of the quotes. They laughed at me and told me I must have done something to deserve it if it happened at all. They told me that women don't commit domestic violence. It must have been my fault. They didn't really listen to what I said. They assumed that all abusers are men and said that I must accept that I was the abuser. Now, 2009 is a little old. That was a decade ago. Certainly, things have changed by now. Let's see. Here is a testimonials page from the National Domestic Violence Hotline, which is recommended at the bottom of the Serena Williams CBS article. If you want to take a look at it, the link is in the description. There are nine stories total, and all of them feature female victims. We know from videos like this, from the BBC, where actors pretend to be abusing each other, that people think if a man is abusing a woman, he is evil, and if a woman is abusing a man, he must have done something to deserve it. It's always the man's fault. A mum and a daughter's approach. Look at me! Look me in the face! Come on! And walk straight past. I thought that the man would have... I think that the man done something to the woman. Like, I don't know, touched her or something. And then she, that's why she got mad. And that's why, she, yeah, that's why she got mad. So you think it could have been his fault? Yeah, that's what I thought. It's the same kind of thing for victims of child molestation. When a female child gets molested, she's a victim. When a male child gets molested, he's lucky. Is this child lucky? In 2004, former Boynton Beach music teacher Carol Flanagan was heard over the phone admitting to a 19-month affair with a fifth grader. Do you think it was right that I said to her saying? I don't know what's right in this world. I mean, in this world, yes, it was not right. And, um, but when you love somebody, for the first time publicly, we hear the recorded conversation as 49-year-old Flanagan professes her love to the student she started having sex with when he was 11 years old. I don't know why it happened. I don't know why I love you so much. And I love you so very, very, very much. I love you so much that I would die for you. Is pro wrestler Jake the Snake Roberts lucky? When you've been sexually molested, there is no good moment, man. And that screwed my head up, and it still messes with my head. But I just wanted my dad to be proud of me, so all these things are factoring in. I'm keeping mm -hmm. quiet while the wife beats me and has me do her and then beats me afterwards. Dude, sex ain't sex if you're doing it like that. That's called rape. 
and that shit screws your head up for life. Now, what do you do with it? Well, as a kid, I hid that shit, man. I stuffed it away. I didn't talk about that. Are you kidding me? When did you I remember start the first time it? talking about it to a high school buddy of mine. He says, you're so fucking lucky, man. You're, your stepmother's so fucking hot. And she was hot. She's 22 years old. Because my father's a child molester, for Christ's sake. Of course she was hot. But it wasn't hot to me because that's my mom. No. Now, in this whole situation about hiding female abusive tendencies, we have an example of a tragedy. A tragedy is a story that shows you what not to do. All of these media outlets have spent decades distorting the truth and twisting reality. Look at what's happening to them. They're all dying. Lying and distorting reality has its benefits in the short term, but it does have a few side effects in the long term. The most obvious one is that once people have figured out you lied, they will no longer trust you. But there's something a little less obvious that happens when you lie all the time. In order to be a successful liar and to have people believe you, you have to become an actor. Actors can replicate emotions like happy or sad because when they're acting, they actually believe that they are those things. So, the only way to effectively lie and tell a believable story that other people won't be suspicious of is to actually believe the lie. If you lie effectively all the time, you will start to believe so many lies that you will have no idea what is true or not. Then when you have a problem that requires you to figure out what's true or not, you won't be able to solve it because you have twisted your mind with so many lies. That's why you make it a practice to not say things that you know are false. The less distorted your reality is, the easier it is to identify your problems and actually fix them. So I bring you back to the mainstream media. Their format is dying because they have been lying for a very long time and no one trusts them. But not only that, they are so allergic to the truth that they can't see the big reason why they are failing, which is because their medium is too expensive compared to what it costs to run a YouTube channel. How much money does it cost to run a show like The Tonight Show? Outside of equipment, you have people who run the lights, people who do makeup, cameras, a band, comedians, writers, researchers, craft services, producers, video editors, sound engineers, and any other jobs that I forgot about, not to mention the multi-million dollar salary of the host. Quite a number of big YouTubers can do all of that by themselves without the multi-million dollar salary. And because of that, no matter how much money they spend trying to buy off YouTube, they will eventually fail. And for all the awful things they've done, they deserve it. Think about it this way. How many men were harmed over the past few decades because feminists and major news outlets have suppressed this information or completely refused to report on it outside of a handful of insignificant stories. No wonder the younger generations don't want to watch your content anymore. And I'll leave it at that. If you like this video, hit the like button, subscribe if you're new, comment and share. If you'd like to support the channel, then you can do so with Patreon, PayPal, or Subscribestar. All those links are in the description. Last, don't forget to check out my BitChute channel. The link for that is also in the description. Other than that, thanks for watching, and I'll see you in the next video.